0: don't have enough time to sit down and read all the best bitcoin articles well let us read them for you this is a crypto economy quick read all right guys welcome back to the crypto economy podcast um I'm not gonna do exactly a quick read today, uh, mostly because I read uh, three or four articles about this. I wanted to hit the topic since we discussed with Nick Bhatia very recently in the uh, latest crypto chat episode. I think that was episode three of the crypto chat. Um, We discussed the ETF and I also brought it back up in uh, one of the other episodes pretty recently. I can't remember which one, Um, but you have likely heard at this point that the Winklevoss twins' uh, their ETF proposal um, was actually denied, and this is actually this is the second time that this has happened. So, um, and I read an article on CoinDesk, uh, the one at Bitcoin Magazine. Uh, then I dug through the actual; they linked to the 92-page uh, proposal. I got through about 40, 50 pages of it um, before. Uh, uh trying to sum it up um but uh, uh there's a lot of uh, unnecessary stuff obviously I'm not going to read the whole 92 page thing um <clears throat> but uh so I'll hit a couple of quotes um both from the Bitcoin magazine um article uh as well as the CoinDesk article and then a couple of things that I picked up specifically from the uh disapproval the SEC commission's official disapproval of their ETF and um and kind of hit some of the uh, key points of this whole thing that have unfolded, and um, uh, where we might be going next. But lastly, I want to go through a public statement. Is it listed on SEC.gov by the Commissioner Hester M. Pierce? Um, a state of or a statement of dissent um, regarding the SEC decision, which is really crazy. I, I heard about this on. Uh, the Coindesk article, and then I, that one wasn't even that long, so I jumped in and read that whole thing. And I have never heard quite so much since be uh, spoken by a uh, SEC commissioner. So uh, we'll dig into that too, which will be really fun. So let's start out with, uh, uh, here's a quote from Bitcoin Magazine. Is just their opening of the article. It says, quote, the United States Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, has rejected the attempt, latest attempt to list a Bitcoin ETF. After having a proposal rejected last year, the Gemini Exchange founders had hoped to secure their Winklevoss Bitcoin trust on BATS Global Markets BZX stock exchange with this latest attempt, end quote. Um, so for those of you who don't know or was not, were not around at the time, uh, this happened on March 10th of last year um and this was the Winklevoss ETF uh, it was their first proposal was titled coin it was the that was the ticker was the coin ETF um and i think this one is i think this one is under a different name i think the w- Winklevoss Bitcoin Trust is the new name but uh, the bats global markets that that is just a it's a stock exchange you know similar to Uh, Nasdaq and uh, you know there's a bunch of different stock exchanges essentially out there Um, they did not start they were founded in June 2005 so they're not a very old stock exchange Um, and they began to expand pretty rapidly uh, trying to uh, show themselves to be more reliable and like lower cost than alternatives like uh, Nasdaq Um, got into Europe around 2008 and uh, then they were actually purchased by CBOE Holdings. So they uh, they were acquired by the Chicago Board Options Exchange. And that happened in last March of 2017. So this literally, that closed on March 1st, literally days before um, the rejection of the first Winklevoss ETF, um, which I did not know. So the CBOE actually owns the BATS Exchange. Uh, uh, so... Uh, uh, for what happened last year, basically around March, um, it did not really stop the bull run. I think there were about two weeks of a correction on the news. Everybody, you know, got got worried um, because there was a bunch of buzz about the ETF at the time, and people thought uh, there was a likelihood that it could get approved. Um, but I think overall, we've seen if you if you've been here back since two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen, all the all the news items of you know government declarations or rejections or whatever um like china bans bitcoin india shuts down exchanges etf deny like all these things all these news items have historically had less and less influence over the market price of bitcoin um and today it kind of shows the same thing we had two days down uh while hitting resistance we already had a lot of pressure um for the price to pull back a little bit um but uh uh, now we've, you know, doing Bitcoin doing its thing just shot up $200 from where we were. So could still keep going down, but it doesn't seem like the ETF is huge consideration in a short term price move here. Um, and we still have a lot of other ETFs in the run. This is not the end of the Bitcoin ETF game here. Um, so I think the market's slowly re- waking up to the re- realization that none of this really matters in the long run. Um, This is fun to follow and get excited about while it's going on, but I honestly think all of this is inevitable. Um, And the SEC commissioner, I think, realizes the exact same thing, but we will get to that in a minute. So first I wanna hit a couple of things about what the BZX exchange, and this is not Gemini specifically, this is the BATS BZX exchange uh, and what they argued um, they argued that, quote, written um, regarding the uh, SEC rule change, um, quote, the geographically diverse and continuous nature of Bitcoin trading makes it difficult and prohibitively costly to manipulate the price of Bitcoin, rendering it, quote, generally less susceptible to manipulation than the equity, fixed income and commodity futures markets, end quote. Um, and this is I'm reading this actually off of Bitcoin magazine, just so you know. Um, The exchange further claims that quote, novel systems intrinsic to this new market provide unique additional protections that are unavailable in traditional commodity markets and that its original proposal contained traditional means of identifying and deterring fraud and manipulation, end quote. Now, the novel systems that I think they're referring to here, um, we're going to jump into in just a bit as well when this all comes back around to the SEC commissioner's rebuttal of the uh, uh, commission disapproval. Um, So uh, what exactly did the SEC rejection say? Now, the first part uh, goes through the BZX, um, uh, basically their arguments and claims and a lot of the comments. And... uh, Uh, The comments they detailed were disclosing or discussing, basically, uh, details about perceived manipulation um, and, uh, you know, some of the exchanges that have been shut down due to fraud, uh, that there's heavy price differences between markets, particularly in China. That was mentioned a couple of times. Um, A few mentioned the suspected fake volumes from some of the Chinese exchanges but then noted and went into the fact that the PBOC, the People's Bank of China, instituted changes and actually they actually halted exchanges like like I think like all the major exchanges in China for like a week or like some some sort short span of time um, to institute changes and halt margin trading, uh, which uh, seems to have driven down the fake volume and dampened the volatility, particularly in those markets because. Their premium, the price premiums in China, have uh, subsequently de- declined with that. Um, uh, and there are fewer mentions of uh, uh, shallow markets, low liquidity, and the kind of the diverse, very diverse nature of the available exchanges in different markets. Um, a couple of them uh, ex- uh, discussed, and rightfully, in my opinion, that the actual Gemini ETF— Um, The future ETF and specifically the existing auction that they have uh, regarding the Bitcoin prices actually would both be significant improvements to the pricing mechanism, Um, particularly the the auction that they have. They close uh, once a day on the official, you know, quote unquote, agreed upon price of Bitcoin. Um, and it does not move like the rest of the market quite it's it's not nearly as exaggerated and I think that is a pretty big improvement specifically because it delays the effects of time preference so if you've got like a really high time preference in trading markets and stuff is moving very quickly it's going to shoot up for a couple hours and then you know retrace half of that move in the next few and the delay of the pricing auction from the Gemini exchange to be settled once a day, basically cleans out those moves during the day where it shoots up and then comes back down and has a far more gradual move in their um, auction price. Um, So it reins in those kind of sharp price moves. Uh, And the ETF would offer a safer market with uh, clearly higher liquidity as uh, more people would be exposed to it. And basically a really reliable means of arbitrage in an effort to keep down the volatility in less regulated exchanges or um, uh, foreign markets with different restrictions by making them able to buy at the differing price and then sell on the other market to be the uh, basically reining in either a huge price move up or down, so on and so forth. Um, But the commission, specifically from their rejection, they stated after going through all the comments, stated, quote, The Commission concludes that BZX has not demonstrated, given the current absence of a surveillance sharing agreement with a regulated Bitcoin market of significant size, that the alternative surveillance procedures discussed above would, by themselves, be sufficient to satisfy the requirement of Exchange Act Section 6B5 that an exchange's rules be designed to prevent fraudulent and manipulative acts and practices. While BZX would, pursuant to its listing rules, be able to obtain certain information regarding trading in the shares and in the underlying Bitcoin or any Bitcoin derivative through registered market makers, this trade information would be limited to the activities of members who were registered with BZX as market makers in the shares and would not encompass all BZX market participants. Furthermore, Neither BZX's ability to surveil trading in the shares nor its ability to share surveillance information with other securities exchanges trading the shares would give BZX insight into the activity and identity of market participants trading in the underlying Bitcoin in the OTC market, the -the over-the-counter market, or on other Bitcoin trading venues. Of course. Additionally, while BZX represents that it can obtain information about Bitcoin trading made publicly available through the Bitcoin blockchain, the blockchain identifies parties to a transaction only by a pseudonymous public key address, and it does not distinguish Bitcoin trading activity from other transfers of Bitcoin, for example, remittances, purchases of goods or services, or other purposes. Therefore, The public blockchain ledger, even in combination with the other monitoring abilities BZX identifies, does not provide comprehensive customer trading or identity information, which is particularly important here because pseudonymous Bitcoin account holding means, among other things, that the number of accounts or number of trades would not reveal whether a person or group has a dominant ownership position in Bitcoin or is using or attempting to use a dominant ownership position to manipulate Bitcoin pricing. So they're, and that's end quote there, but they're literally claiming that because the nature of the Bitcoin blockchain means that you cannot know exactly who all owns Bitcoin, that that means the BZX exchange can never hold a compliant ETP or ETF. Um, ETP is just exchange traded product. Um, ETF is just a specific type of ETP. Um, So... I mean, that's a ridiculous claim that it's up to the BZX exchange or Gemini or whoever to figure out how to implement at a protocol level. I mean, neither does cash. Like, neither does any commodity outside of the actual regulated exchange. They're treating the Bitcoin blockchain as if it is some exchange in itself that needs to have some identity process. And because it doesn't have it, quote unquote, yet, that... We can't issue an ETP, which is absolutely absurd. There's no way to do that. It's an open-source decentralized protocol. Like, good luck trying to do that. Like, So if that is their – if they stick to that complaint of uh, the ETF or the BZX exchange not being able to fulfill those quote-unquote responsibilities – well, then there's no way they could possibly consistently approve of any other ETF in the future because that's not going to get any better for them. The uh, anonymity and privacy measures in Bitcoin are actually going to increase. Things like Schnorr signatures will make make it even harder to distinguish a basic purchase or a lightning channel from a multi-sig agreement or a any other type of agreement. Everything will basically be a single... Uh, 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 almost identical um, signature. Well, it pretty much will be an identical signature if it all uses Schnorr. Um, So you won't be able to distinguish one from the other. And, you know, honestly, that's the point. And if that means we don't get an ETF, so be it. I want Schnorr. But, um, uh, yeah, so we'll go into another another point here. Uh, And this was also straight from the um, uh, disapproval uh, letter. Quote, The commission has historically recognized the importance of comprehensive surveillance sharing agreements to detect and deter fraudulent and manipulative activity. Because BZX has not demonstrated that Bitcoin and Bitcoin markets are uniquely resistant to manipulation or that alternative means of detecting and deterring fraud and manipulation are sufficient in the absence of a surveillance sharing agreement with a significant regulated market. Related to Bitcoin, the absence of such an agreement compels the commission to conclude the proposed rule change must be disapproved, end quote. So they're basically saying that because there is no highly regulated, um, well-established market for Bitcoin that BZX can share information with and because the bulk of the spot price market is just an open Uh, free market distributed across many jurisdictions and that the nature of the blockchain itself does not immediately connect people's identities to their coins and what they own, that they cannot uh, uh, reach uh, or fulfill the responsibilities that the commission claims that they should fulfill. Um, So basically by their, if they stay consistent with their arguments it would suggest that this is never possible, but I don't think that's I don't think that's the case, and I think it's inevitable. Um, like I've said before, but get this: so they turn the whole thing around and then say at the end, "quote," um, which is mentioned both in the CoinDesk and the Bitcoin Magazine article, uh, "quote." Although the Commission is disapproving this proposed rule change, the Commission emphasizes that its disapproval does not rest on an evaluation of whether Bitcoin or blockchain technology more generally, has utility or value as an innovation or an investment. Rather, the Commission is disapproving this proposed rule change because, as discussed in detail below, BZX has not met its burden under the Exchange Act and the Commission's rules of practice to demonstrate that its proposal is consistent with the requirements of the Exchange Act Section 6B5 in particular the requirement that its rules be designed to prevent fraudulent and manipulative acts and practices. So that pretty much covers the bulk of the rejection letter and what I think are honestly a few contradictory and kind of ridiculous claims as to what the BZX exchange should be responsible for. And honestly, that may just be a misunderstanding or a really bad... Narrative of what the Bitcoin blockchain, like what the protocol itself is, that they literally seem to be treating the blockchain as if it is an exchange that can institute identity KYC controls, um, and that until BZX gets that dealt with and can uh, essentially men- ensure that there is no pseudonymity pseudonymity in the Bitcoin blockchain, uh, that they won't be able to fulfill their obligations under, you know, section 6b-5. Now, the SEC commissioner herself, Hester M. Pierce, uh, wrote a, honestly, I think a rather scathing rebuttal of the uh, commission's uh, final um, disapproval. Uh, And I'll just go ahead and jump into uh, uh, a couple of quotes here. Um, This is in the first section Uh, talking about basically that they are misinterpreting Section 6B-5. Quote, The commission erroneously reads the requirements of Section 6B-5. The disapproval order focuses on the characteristics of the spot market for Bitcoin rather than on the ability of BZX pursuant to its own rules to surveil trading of and deter manipulation in the ETP shares listed and traded on BZX. Section B5, however, instructs the commission to to determine whether, quote, the rules of the exchange, end quote, are, among other things, designed to prevent fraudulent and manipulative acts and practices and promote just and equitable principles of trade and are not designed to permit unfair discrimination between customers, issuers, brokers, or dealers. It says nothing about looking at underlying markets, as the Commission often has done in its orders. I am persuaded that the rules of the exchange satisfy Section 6b5 standard. As detailed in the exchange's proposed rule filing, the shares of the Winklevoss Bitcoin Trust, or trust, would trade under BZX rule 14.11E4, which governs the listing and trading of commodity based trust shares. This rule would require the ETP shares to meet initial and continued listing standards. It also would impose obligations on registered market makers in the shares intended to deter market manipulation and other misconduct, including limitations on certain trading activities and a requirement to make available to BZX certain records of transactions by such market makers. BZX would have the ability to halt trading in the ETP shares, including in response to market conditions that are inconsistent with the maintenance of a fair and orderly market. These requirements together convince me that BZX's proposal to list the ETP shares under its rule is consistent with Section 6B5. End quote. So basically, she's claiming that the SEC, the Commission, is misapplying the SEC's rules. Because the disapproval order focuses on the spot markets, um, it basically ignores the weight and function that a uh, regulated exchange and a a quote-unquote self-regulatory organization or SRO would perform under their regulatory framework. So in a sense, BZX would play a central role in monitoring and trading the shares of the trust. So by performing that function, uh, BZX would be entrusted as an SRO and then subject to the commission oversight. So in a sense, BZX would be the very institution with the business and regulatory incentives to provide the market integrity that the SEC is claiming they want. Um, and uh, quote, as she says, nothing in the record suggests BZX is unwilling or unable to its, fulfill its responsibilities under the Exchange Act, end quote. Um, so, you know, claim the claim that needing a regulated market with strict oversight would be present with the approval of a BT, BZX ETP and that essentially it is unfair to disapprove of the uh, exchange, exchange-traded product by make an evaluation of the quality and characteristics not of the bzx exchange their internal measures and insurances and security but instead of the markets underlying the product that the exchange seeks to list that's a great point if the market you know external to the gemini exchange is manipulated or has fake volume in china and there's no large already regulated and perceived reliable spot price market what possible thing could Gemini do to fix this, other than make their own service and the reliable, secure, and regulated spot price reference through something like an ETF or an ETP? Um, I mean, it, again, we're right back to the: How are they responsible for the pseudonymity of the blockchain? Like this, is a global, it's a global open source protocol. What, what the hell is Gemini going to do about that? Um, so, as we're waiting to see. Uh, if any of these ETFs or ETPs get approved um, in maybe some other country that understands that the market li- liquidity and reliability is actually a circular problem, the whole chicken and egg thing, uh, that this is going to improve in increments and having larger high liquidity business standards available to the market is exactly what's needed. Now, she had another really good point that I thought um, I grabbed out of it. Here's, Here's the quote. She says, The commission's mission historically has been and should continue to be to ensure that investors have the information they need to make intelligent investment decisions and that the rules of the exchange are designed to provide transparency and prevent manipulation as market participants interact with each other, end quote. Now, This actually, talking about transparency specifically and talking about BZX's argument um, for the proposed rule change regarding the fact that there are novel practices which they can do with Bitcoin and blockchain technology that is not available to any other market commodity or anything like that is one of the things that, um, uh, like I said, I mentioned with uh, Nick Batia in Crypto Chat 3, that there is no other world uh, excuse me, there is no other asset in the world where someone can provide the kind of proof of audit or proof of reserves that uh, a Bitcoin ETF could. Um, anything, like something with gold or any other commodity, you still have to trust a third party to do the auditing and then trust that they did the auditing right. With um, So you're just trusting an independent company which is not really a whole lot different from uh, trusting the exchange, except that they have less uh, uh, less incentive to lie to the uh, public. But with Bitcoin, you can cryptographically prove with no third party that you have the Bitcoin reserves underlying an exchange-traded product. So, And there's not, there's not a single exchange in the world that can... Make such a claim, not with any commodity or stock or anything. It's all just trust, um, trust dependent. Um, and now these proof of reserve systems are, you know, in their infancy. They've only been used a couple of times, as I know. Um, back in two thousand and fourteen, Kraken used proof of reserves. There was a whole big uh, stink about um, distrust and concern with Kraken because I think there was like delays in their withdrawals, and you know that was the that was what led up to Mt. Gox's collapse As they started delaying withdrawals and then canceling withdrawals and nobody could figure out what was going on. Everybody freaked out. Um, well, that started to happen with uh, Kraken in 2014 and they were having some sort of a internal bug or something and everybody freaked out so much that they actually submitted a cryptographic proof of reserve to the public. They used a, what was essentially a Merkle tree method de- developed by Greg Maxwell which allowed them to reveal their total account balances to compare to the reserves that they were holding in cold storage, but without ever actually revealing specific customer data or balances. Um, uh, now, that being said, even though BZX Exchange mentions that there are these novel style or novel types of practices for transparency and openness, um, I do not think I've heard anything specific from Gemini or BZX, at least in my uh, perusing of all of this, that suggests they would adopt a, you know, regular proof of reserves. But that is clearly open to them if there is ever concern or um, a suspect over, um, suspicion over whether or not they are being open to the public and about their assets that are backing the exchange-traded product. Uh, So considering the complaints made in the sec rejection it does not seem like it would make a difference as uh they're addressing issues with the exchanges internal measures and securities but or they're not addressing the internal measures and securities that gemini or uh the bzx exchange would have at their disposal again they're talking about the underlying markets which gemini really has zero control over at all um So uh, then she's getting into the end of her uh, uh, rejection here, but she goes on to mention that um, the eventual approval of some Bitcoin ETP, and she uses specifically the words, quote, when we finally do, suggesting that she considers this an inevitability as well, that the eventual approval would signal to investors that it comes with some SEC guarantee of the security of the underlying markets which it has no power to make such a guarantee, as evidenced by the fact that even the current regulated and long-listed commodities markets are still plagued with rumors of manipulation. So she rightfully argues that it could be dangerous to disapprove the ETP or uh, ETF on this basis, and then later, when they finally have to approve one, that it now gives some guarantee that They've solved the underlying markets uh, a risk and, you know, global nature when, in fact, they can give no guarantee. They can't even guarantee that of uh, current commodities markets. So why are they holding the BZX, BZX exchange responsible for such a thing? Um, she even says, which this quote kind of floored me uh, to read this from the SEC commissioner quote, it is well established that privately generated regulation can be effective at achieving well-functioning markets even absent of government regulation, end quote. Um, so I thought that was kind of crazy. I um, would not expect somebody in her position to uh, have that consideration whatsoever. Uh, then she goes into uh, her third section uh, about the fact that institutionalization and Standardizing the markets is exactly what will mitigate these risks and the issues plaguing it. Uh, So this disapproval actually inhibits the need for institutionalization to mature the market. So, quote, the disapproval order discourages new institutional participants from entering this market. Worse, it suggests that approval for the Bitcoin ETPs will come only when Bitcoin spot and derivatives markets have matured substantially. Yet at the same time contributes to further delay in their maturation, as potential institutional investors may reasonably conclude that the commission will continue to repress market forces for the foreseeable future. Therefore, this unintentionally undermines investor protection. That uh, end quote. So investors, because of the refusal to accept the ETP must now rely on the well-established, risky and immature spot markets. And that doing this is not going to prevent people from wanting to invest in Bitcoin, it will merely push them into more dangerous territory. Um quote, to maximize investor choice, foster competition, and avoid unnecessarily depriving investors of protections available under the Exchange Act Act and BZX's rules, I would approve this order and welcome the commission's consideration of other bitcoin-based etps that offer different pricing mechanisms are pegged to bitcoin futures markets seek to be registered on the investment company act of 1940 or otherwise differ from the etp at issue here investors would benefit from having multiple competing options for gaining exposure to bitcoin it is also important that we give we not give one sponsor a monopoly in providing bitcoin etps end quote so she hits this thing pretty hard and is pretty vehemently against every major claim that the uh, uh, disapproval made, pretty much. Um, every every major um, claim that they made, she basically tears to pieces. Um, and she even says that... Um, that the commission signals, quote, an evis- the commission signals an aversion to innovation that may com- convince entrepreneurs that they should take their ingenuity to other sectors of our economy or to foreign markets where their talents will be welcomed with more enthusiasm. So, in sum, I would rather we err on the side of approving products so that investors who are generally better judges about these things than we are can form their own views about a particular innovation and act on those views in the market. Um, And then I just want to, before we close this out, hit her conclusion, um, which I think just kind of drives the whole point home. Quote, by precluding approval, of cryptocurrency-based ETPs for the foreseeable future, the Commission is engaging in merit regulation. Bitcoin is a new phenomenon, and its long-term viability is uncertain. It may succeed, it may fail. The Commission, however, is not well positioned to assess the likelihood of either outcome for Bitcoin or any other asset. Many investors have expressed an interest in gaining exposure to Bitcoin and a subset of these investors would prefer to gain exposure without owning Bitcoin directly. An ETP based on Bitcoin would offer investors indirect exposure to Bitcoin through a product that trades on a regulated securities market and in a manner that eliminates some of the frictions and worries of buying and holding Bitcoin directly. If we were to approve the ETP at issue here, investors could choose whether to buy it or avoid it. The Commission's action today deprives investors of this choice. I reject the role of gatekeeper of innovation, a role very different from, and indeed inconsistent with, our mission of protecting investors, fostering capital formation, and facilitating fair orderly, and efficient markets. Accordingly, I dissent." So the SEC commissioner, that's Hester M. Pierce, had a pretty strong uh, rebuttal of everything the commission ended up arguing in their uh, uh, disapproval uh, letter. And I have to say, she's pretty much spot on. That was every consideration I had, everything that I was thinking, like, this is ridiculous. How can you uh, make, uh, keep it on the BZX's responsibility to uh, control or identify players in the underlying market? Um, Not only is it not their responsibility and impossible to boot, pretty much, but it's also just flat out wrong. Like, they don't have they they shouldn't be able to do that like that's literally like claiming that you should have to have everybody who can just de- deposit cash into the bank that the bank should not accept cash deposits unless they can figure out how much cash every person has and where it's all being kept that's absurd and i think is honestly just based on not understanding how the blockchain or the bitcoin protocol works or kind of its fundamental nature. Um, They kind of treat this like this is some company that's just not doing their due diligence on KYC AML, and that's just not the case, obviously, for anybody who's been here for any length of time. So uh, that's my very long-winded, everything that I went digging into and explored um, regarding the ETF uh, rejection and the uh, Hester M. Pierce, the commissioner's, um, dissent of that uh, uh, decision. And I will end here with a final quote from the Bitcoin Magazine article, uh, which I think uh, kind of closes us out really good. So, quote, Winklevoss Bitcoin Trust aside, several additional proposals are waiting on the SEC's review. Vanek and SolidX, the former of which has filed for ETFs in the past, team up for a fresh filing that was made public earlier this month Direxion Asset Management has also put forth proposals for five separate ETFs but the SEC has decided to postpone its decision on these filings until September 21st 2018. Bitwise Asset Management has submitted its own ETF filing for approval this year as well. So this is not going to stop. Um, they're going to continue to get a flood of ETFs and these are, these are people who have already been and companies who have already been rejected who are just repackaging, rebuilding, establishing a new set of rules or maybe better transparency and uh, re, re-upping for approval. So I think they're either going to have an endless string of papers and delays and putting this thing off until it happens somewhere else and they miss the boat and position themselves as very, very minor uh, players in this market um, because it will drive entrepreneurs. As soon as this gets um, essentially approved somewhere, I think the markets will flood in that direction because businesses will have a great way to hedge and be exposed to Bitcoin and use it in some of these financial is- instruments and add security to already existing markets. Um, and th- they will build infrastructure and use cases for it in these other foreign markets. And they won't be rushing back to do this in America if it takes the SEC this long to approve an ETF and shows heavy reluctance or uh, ridiculous Claims of responsibility on these exchanges and financial markets for doing essentially the impossible regarding identification or uh, surveillance sharing agreements between a bunch of different institutions um, and across you know a bunch of different jurisdictions. So that that will close us out here. Um, uh, I just think it's. This is a really big thing in the bitcoin markets even though a lot of the ogs and myself in particular don't think it it matters in the long run um it does have a big effect in the short term and is very pertinent news and it's also fun to see how all this will play out um so i hope you guys enjoyed that one Uh, i will actually link to all the stuff that i was digging through um for this episode uh, that will include the Bitcoin Magazine article, the CoinDesk article, and then the actual um, uh, disapproval from the SEC of the proposed rule change and the full uh, statement of dissent from Commissioner Hester Pierce. So if you want to do any deep, any more deep dive in, I think I hit pretty much uh, the bulk of a lot of what was being discussed. But if you want to dig any deeper, uh, I suggest going to all those resources. they got a lot of good stuff going on there. All right. Um, don't forget to follow me if you want to keep up with all of this stuff and stay up with uh, the Crypto Economy Podcast. Subscribe to it on iTunes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Medium at The Crypto Economy. And, uh, of course, uh, if you would like to support the show, I will have a Bitcoin address and my Trezor affiliate link. Um, so if you're uh, getting a Trezor hardware wallet anytime soon to secure your Bitcoin Uh, If you use my affiliate link, it will be no cost to you and it will send a couple of bucks my way. Um, But other than that, uh, just share it with all of your friends and keep listening to the Crypto Economy Podcast. And I will catch you all on Monday when the weekend rolls around. I got some great stuff lined up for next week. I hope you enjoy it. Take it easy, everybody, and I will catch you next time. Later, guys.